0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. His extraordinary seven-day series entitled, Welcome Holy Spirit, is one of Pastor Ray's most anointed. So prepare to be overwhelmingly blessed as he takes on the spiritual challenge of explaining the character, holy nature, and role of the often misunderstood third person of the Blessed Holy Trinity. We're reminded that after Jesus returned to heaven, it was none other than the Holy Spirit himself whom he sent to earth to personally help each of us every day to fulfill our God-given purpose in this lifetime. Actually living within us, yet also one with the Father and the Son, his promise is never to leave us as he so powerfully ministers as master teacher, lover of pure truth, righteous judge, comforter, and loving counselor. What a comfort it should be to know that if we allow Him, He will absolutely change us and direct our path. How can we not confidently ask ourselves, how can the Holy Spirit help me today?
1: Awesome subject, the Holy Spirit, one that I love and um, had fun teaching the last couple of times. If you're plugging in for the first time, you can always um, get the CDs from the bookstore or we do put these up on the website so you can listen to them on the website as well. So we're going to start today reading in uh, chapter 14, and we'll start at uh, verse 15. And Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Boy, I can preach on that for a while. Amen. You see, we can't just say that we love Jesus. I mean, we do. We say you love Jesus. But Jesus said, my, you know, actually, my father was actually, my father wasn't a godly man. You know, he, he didn't really go to church. He didn't really, you know, I think he, he believed in, in his last moment of life, he gave his heart to the Lord. Uh, but he wasn't, he wasn't a believing man. But he, he, he actually was preaching the word to me. He didn't realize it. But he used to say this all the time. he said, don't just tell me that you love me. Prove it to me. Show me that you love me. In other words, obey what I say. Do what I say. Be the, the son that I've uh, you know, raised you up to be. So Jesus says here, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And, and I want to say it this way. If you, if you love him, you'll keep your, his commandments. And what he wants you to know, what he wants all of us to know, is that his commandments come with benefits. You obey his commandments and you have a benefit that's attached. How many of you into benefits? I'm into benefits, man. I want all the benefits I can get. Right? Well, obeying and serving Jesus and obeying his word and living his word brings forth benefits in your life. It will never cost you to obey God. Can I say this? Can I tell you this tell you the truth? Obeying the word of God will never cost you. It may seem like it costs you, It may seem at the moment like you're giving something up. But what you don't know, what you haven't come to experience yet, if you haven't experienced it, what you haven't come to know is that anything that you give or do for God, God has a benefit attached that will come back into your life a whole lot more times and a whole lot more than what you have released to Him. That's not part of my message today, but I won't charge you for it. All right. So this we say, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So Jesus is really encouraging his disciples at this point because He's about ready to go to the crucifixion and, you know, and then ultimately the resurrection from the dead and then ascension into heaven. He's about ready to complete his mission on on earth. And he's telling his disciples, he's saying, listen, he says, I'm going to go away, but the Father is going to send you another comforter or another helper, helper. I want you to focus in on that word helper. I'm going, he's coming, another helper. Not, Not a different helper, not a helper of a different kind, a helper of the same kind, the same thing as Jesus. You know, see, when Jesus walked this earth, He could only minister to one person, or help one person at a time, or one group of people at a time. He's saying, now I'm going to go away, and the Helper is going to come with you, to be with you, and live in you, and be with you forever. So now the Holy Spirit comes to indwell us, which really the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. You understand that, right? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ, and He comes to dwell in us, and to live with us. And His primary help, His primary work, rather, His primary work in the earth... The primary reason why he came, the primary reason why the Father sent the Holy Spirit overall is for this one purpose, to help the believers. To help you and and me in this life as we're walking through this life, through the difficulties, through the hard times, through the hard decisions we have to make, through the difficult places maybe we find ourselves. The Holy Spirit is here to help us. He said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm going to come to you. I'm coming back in a different way. I'm sending the Holy Spirit. See, you have to get back, and we can get into a whole lot of discussion about this, and I, I don't really want to go there, but the Father God is a tripart being. That means three parts. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Even though he's three distinctly different parts or three distinctly different persons, he is all one, right? So Jesus says, my, my, my work is done. I've come in the flesh. I've lived among you. I'm leaving. Now the Father is sending... The Holy Spirit who will come, he actually referred to him as a helper, as a helper. Let me give you a definition. I think I gave this the last time, but refresher. This is what helper means. It comes from the Greek word parakletos or parakletos. And it says, one called to the side of another to help in any way possible. He's also, it's also referred to as a friend or he is a friend called to help a person who is troubled, distressed, or confused. So you see, the Holy Spirit is here to help us in all of these difficulties of life, the challenges that you may face. Everything I am and everything that I've accomplished in my life to date has been only by and through the help of the Holy Spirit in my life. Everything that's happened in my life has been the work of the Holy Spirit. He taught me how to be a pastor. He taught me how to, He taught me the Word of God. You know, I mean, yes, there were there were teachers that God, you know, that I've been connected with, like you know, Apostle Price and those men of God, women of God, who teach the Word and impart of the Word. But overall, it was the Holy Spirit because a teacher, and we'll talk about that, because one of the one of the jobs that the Holy Spirit does, or one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit, is to teach us. So a teacher will teach, but the Holy Spirit is the one who takes what's been taught and makes it revelation to you, makes it understandable to you. See that? So that's the work of my job is to just give you the Word. It's the Holy Spirit's job to drive it home and make it real to you and make it a reality and make it a rhema, make it life-giving to you. See? So the Holy Spirit, you know, He is our helper. He's here to help us. He, God has not left us helpless in this world. God has not left us. Some of you are moaning, groaning because you have nobody to help you. Nobody. Well, you have the greatest available help that a human being could ever ask for. You have God Himself that dwells in you. Notice, He said He dwells in you. He didn't say He's going to be just with you. didn't say He's going to be by you. He said He's coming to live in you. So let, let me explain that a little bit because people get this confused. You see, often we think the Holy Spirit lives in the church. The Holy Spirit doesn't live in this church. As a matter of fact, when you all leave, when we all go home, the Holy Spirit goes with us. There's nothing here but a building with four walls. Now, this building is set aside for a holy purpose. So in that sense, it is, it's something holy unto God. It's, it's set aside for a holy work. But the Holy Spirit doesn't live in a building. The Holy Spirit lives in the hearts of men. Now, we looked at that the last time we were together, and if you did you know, you can go back and review that. But we gave the verses. So, the Holy Spirit, when we leave, He leaves. When we come together, the Holy Spirit is here. We say, Well, the Holy Spirit is here. It's not like He just descended from heaven, He came once from heaven to dwell in the hearts of all men who would receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Do you remember when Jesus was crucified and he died and it said the, the earth shook and the rock split and it says that the, the curtain of the temple where they worship, the Jewish people worship was rent in two or ripped in half. That's because in that place behind that curtain is where the only place that the spirit dwelled on this earth. At that moment when Jesus died that curtain was ripped open signifying that the Holy Spirit was now released into this, into this earth and into this world. Then no longer would he be contained in a place that was made by human hands. But now he was coming into the hearts of men. You see? So when we say, you know, well, let's get together and let's worship and and pray that the Holy Spirit shows up. No, the minute you walked in the door, the Holy Spirit showed up because wherever you go, the Holy Spirit goes with you because the Bible says that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't live in a building. He doesn't live in a building. This is just a building. That's all it is. He lives inside of every believer, every person who has given their heart to Jesus Christ. He's born again. The Holy Spirit lives in you. So, But his primary purpose is to help us. We have the greatest help available to us. Everything I've done, everything I've accomplished, everywhere I've been, uh, you know, every success I've had in life has been the help of the Holy Spirit directing me and guiding me every step of the way. And I'm grateful for it because when you learn, when you become sensitive to the Holy Spirit, when you learn to listen to the Holy Spirit, he will, he will help you. See, one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit can't help is because there's two reasons. Either a person does not, is not born again and does not have the Holy Spirit. So that person can't, can't receive help from the Holy Spirit because he hasn't given his life to Jesus yet. But the other person is a Christian, is a believer, who just has become so desensitized to the Holy Spirit that he can't even, you know, he doesn't even hear his voice. He, he's not even being led anymore, he can't can't sense the presence or the leading or the direction of the Holy Spirit and that, that's a believer who's very carnal and, and lives carnally in this world and is very much tied up in this world, that person you know, as much as the Holy Spirit wants to help he can't because that person is very tied up in worldly things so that's why it's so important for us to live so close to God, to the Holy Spirit Amen. to walk conscious every day of his presence in our life to to slow our lives down sometimes, and to just hone in and tune in and listen to His voice, and listen to His directions, and listen to His leadings along the way. You know, uh, there are lots of uh, lots of snafus and booby traps that the Holy Spirit has helped me to avoid. You know, um, and I, I I'd say I was saying this, and I wanted to again clarify because I said something last night. I said, you know, in all these years that I've walked with the Lord, I've never made. A mistake. I said that last night, and I I don't mean that. Of course I've made mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're humans, right? We're not perfect. But what I was trying to say is that learning to follow the Holy Spirit's direction and His leading, I have been very fortunate to not make any life-altering, life-changing, or or future-destroying decisions in my life or mistakes in my life that could have hurt me and hurt my future um, in, in in a very great way. It's been the Holy Spirit. I recently had something, not recently, but but a couple couple of years ago, I was going to make this very large purchase. I was going to buy something and I was going to lay a lot of money into it and and I was thinking about it and it it looked so good and I thought, you know, everything about it sounded right and, you know, every time I thought about it, it sounded good, but I I just didn't have peace about it. It made, it, it looked good on the natural side, but there was something on the inside that just was saying, don't do it. And as much as I was trying to convince myself to do this and kept persisting in it, it, it like none of you have ever done this, right? There was just something on the inside that was telling me no. Now fortunately, I obeyed that voice and I didn't do it. And all these years later, now something else has come up recently in my situation in my finances and so on and so forth that's gonna give me the opportunity to do something even better that will help me much better in my future and so on and so forth. Uh, and had I done that back then, it would have compromised the opportunity that I am afforded right now at this particular time. Yes. So for that, I say, thank you, Holy Spirit, because it was that, that little check, yes. that little discomfort, that little you know, red light that may have been flashing on the inside that halted me and stopped me from proceeding in what I thought I wanted to do. So the Holy Spirit will help you uh, from making disasters in your life. See, but part of the problem is that a lot of times, Christians, we just go ahead with it. We just, like, you know, we, make, we make up our mind. And we don't, we don't ask and invite the Holy Spirit to give us counsel or to give us direction. And then sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit so much wants to get to you. Now listen, because this might blow your wig off this morning. But sometimes sometimes the Holy Spirit so much wants to give you direction that He will send He will send a mature believer into your life Or a man of God or your pastor or somebody to try to get truth to you. But you still won't listen and you end up making disastrous mistakes in your life because you did not. You resisted the counsel of the Holy Spirit. I don't believe any of us should make devastating, uh, should ever make a devastating decision or devastating move in our life that would cost us financially and cost us other things in our life. God did not create you to fail. Let me say it again, because you all didn't get it. I say, God did not create you to fail. Can I tell you something else? God did not create you to mer- merely get by. God did not create you to be in the red every month. God created you to prosper, to succeed, and to do well in all things in this life. Now, God loves us so much and wants to get us to that place of success, prosperity, advancement, increase in our life. And I'm not only talking about money. I'm talking about every area of your life. He so much loves us and so much wants to do that that he sent the Holy Spirit to guide us and to help us and to be our helper and to be by our side. Every day you can count on the Holy Spirit to help you in anything that you may be facing in your life. Any decision, any direction, Anything that you might need, the Holy Spirit has the wisdom, the right. See, because God already knows. Yeah. He already knows. So the Holy Spirit's primary function, his primary job, his primary ministry in the life of a believer is to help the believer. Now, I don't know about you, that, that gets me very excited. I am not know about where you are, but that gets me really excited. Because that means that I am, and as Jesus said, I'm not left alone in this world. I'm not left here by myself to figure this out. I'm not left here to just walk through this life, you know, hoping that I'm going to end up in the right place. I've got the help of the Holy Spirit who will guide me, help me, direct me every single day of my life. And if I learn as a believer, if I learn to be in tune to his voice and in tune to his promptings, and listen and obey what I believe God is leading me to do, then I will glide through this life. Doesn't mean you're never going to have a difficulty. But even when you hit a difficulty, the Holy Spirit will navigate you right out of it just like that. Because that is his primary function, to help the believer, to help us get, get along. So we, we've got to talk about the Holy Spirit. right? so let's read down because there are lots of things to say here. He says, and he said, I'll pray the Father and He will give you another helper, the Holy Spirit, that he may abide with you forever. See, the Holy Spirit's never going to leave you. He's going to be with you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit and with the Holy Spirit. So, in other words, let me tell you what. The Holy Spirit in you is watertight. He doesn't, he doesn't drip out or leak out. Some, some people often say, you know, they have this, um, you've heard people say, can a, can a Christian be possessed by a, by a devil, by a demon spirit? Absolutely not. Do you think the Holy Spirit is going to share room in your heart in the temple uh, that he possesses within you? Is he going to share room with a demonic spirit? Where, what, where planet are you from? Demon spirits will follow you around if you attract them to yourself yes. by getting involved in sinful activity. Right. They'll harass you, they'll tempt you, they'll they'll you know they'll nudge you along, they'll try to get you to fall into sin or try to try to get you to disobey God. But possess you, ain't no way. It, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. The, he's watertight in you. He doesn't leak out. And you can go to the bank with that. So he says, He says. I pray the Father and He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Then he says, the Spirit of the truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you, and I will not leave you in orphan. So very simply he says that he says, the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. The world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they are spiritually dead. The only way you can perceive the Holy Spirit or recognize the Holy Spirit is you have to be spiritually alive. So when you become born again, you become in tune, connected to the Holy Spirit because He lives within you. Only those who are born again can recognize, perceive, and be uh, in tune to the workings and the leadings and the promptings and the direction of the Holy Spirit. How many of you here would, would agree with me that you know and you have felt, recognized, saw the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? See? because you're born again because your eyes have been opened to spiritual truth you, 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 you're, you're a new creation God come to live in you in the presence of the Holy Spirit now you can, you can discern him you know you can't see him you can't touch him you don't see, see? So, but we know that he lives and he's, he's there and available to us like I said I rely on him every day I need the Holy Spirit's work in my life every day I'm dealing with all kinds of things every day, all kinds of people, problems, people, issues, you know, all kinds of stuff, challenges. I I ask the Holy Spirit, help me, give me direction, show me what to do. And then sometimes I don't hear anything. People freak out when they don't hear anything. You know know when you don't hear anything, you know what that means? You, You heard the Holy Spirit. If you didn't hear anything, you know what that means? Proceed forward. Just keep on going the way you've been going. Do nothing. Just keep on doing what you're doing. So don't freak out if, you, if you, you pray and you say, well, you know, you don't hear it. Just keep on going because you're on the right track. If you have to make an adjustment or a change, the Holy Spirit's going to show you. To you. Is anybody getting anything out of this right? I, 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 this, is, this is good stuff. I'm telling you All right. So he said, I'll pray the Father who'll give you another helper, be with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, uh, but he dwells in you. Now, here's an interesting thing because... Uh, there are some Christians that really can't perceive the Holy Spirit either because they become deadened to his work or they become too religious. Let me give you a verse. Huh? Let, me, let me show you. Let me give you a verse. I love to give verses. All right. Let me, find, let me find my notes. and get, get We're going to First Corinthians. Um, uh, let me get over here. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. All right. Now, now notice this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and I want to go to four, uh, verse 14. It says but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So, you know, there are two kinds of people really. There there's a non-believer that absolutely cannot be In tune to the Holy Spirit, but then there are Christians that are not really in tune to the leadings, the promptings, the work of the Holy Spirit. They become desensitized to the Holy Spirit. I'll give you an example. Um, A couple weeks ago, we had our prayer time—you know, um, not our prayer time, our anointing service. Couple the first Sunday of the new year, and um, as I normally do when I'm on a prayer line, I pray in English, and I also pray in the Spirit. I pray in tongues. Jesus said in the Word. He taught us in the Word. He said, these signs will follow them that believe. One of the signs is that they will speak with new tongues. Praise God. I'm a, new, I'm a believer. I believe the New Testament. I'm following Jesus, and I speak in tongues. Yes. So I got an email from somebody, and I don't know if the person is still here in the church, and I don't, don't know who it is, but they said, I thought I finally found a good church when I found living word, and I came on this Sunday morning to hear pastor up there screaming, or not screaming, but... Talking in an unintelligible uh, language, tongue, and how ridiculous! This is unscriptural. It's of the devil. And I thought to myself, dear Jesus, do you know your Word? You see, what it was is that, you know, dear soul, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I understand because people are just unenlightened. They're they're not taught, or they're 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 taught wrongly. That comes from some sort of religious teaching that didn't see because somebody along the way went to the word and rejected that part of the word and said, now let's come up with a way, you know, let me come up with a way to, to, to tell people that this is, this is not of God. So it's of the devil because they take a few isolated scriptures and they twist them the wrong way to make them say something because they're not. See, if you're going to, listen, if you're going to interpret the word, one of the very first things you've got to learn to do, very simple, I'll give you a Bible lesson here apart from what we're learning today. You have to interpret the Word with the Word. You've got to use the Word in, in order to interp- interpret the Word. You can't just isolate something and build a doctrine on it. That's and right. that's where people who have rejected the baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying in other tongues have done. This is very much a New Testament experience. It's something that every believer ought to have. You ought to use it. It's powerful. It's meaningful. It has a purpose and a place in your life. God determined that. God wanted that. And you need to do that.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.